Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of the Takeaways podcast brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $100 when you sign up. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and I'm about to be joined by Chris Myers, Fox Sports broadcaster, who's going to come on, talk all things Raiders with me. It's really a pleasure to be joined by an Emmy Award winner here on the show, Chris Myers, Fox NFL announcer and commentator on various different sports throughout the Fox network. It's Chris Myers joining me here. Very much appreciate you coming on to join me today, Chris. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's good to be on. Uh, Fox uh, has been good uh, over the years covering the, the NFL and a number of other sports. So glad to talk NFL or whatever else you want to talk about. Yeah, I've heard that you do some NASCAR as well. My mother's uh, very hard, very much into NASCAR. And she says, I've heard him on there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, Fox has done uh, the last 20 plus years. Uh, and obviously, uh, Las Vegas, the home of Kurt and Kyle Busch, their, their original home and uh, both champions of the sport. And Kurt Busch uh, currently runs with the 2311 team, which is owned by Michael Jordan uh, in, in NASCAR. So, uh, yeah, NASCAR to me has that. Uh, kind of like NFL, that once a week big feel. You know, baseball, the NBA, hockey. They they play a few different times during the course of the week. It's a different kind of a season uh, where it's like the NFL. You lead up to a game all week, and then it happens. It's like a race, and and then you discuss what happened until you go into the next one. So it's kind of exciting that way. So a lot of people, this is the downtime in NFL, but for you, there's no downtime, is there? <laughs> No, I, I watch, yeah, you know, as a fan anyway, and I do preseason uh, football broadcasts with Rondé Barber for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, so long with once we start the NFL, worked with Daryl Johnston last year, have worked with John Lynch, different different kinds of people. But yeah, the offseason, especially the NFL, you know, between the draft and free agency, and real, more recently, just the shifting of big-name quarterbacks or other players like, a, you know, Devontae Adams because of contracts and uh, uh, even uh, the, what the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, losing their receiver to the uh, to the Miami Dolphins. I mean, it's a, it's a different kind of league now. So yeah, the off season and training camp will be here very soon. You just got to pay attention to who's healthy and, and who's winning what what position. So um, yeah, it's it's a it's a there's there is no off season for the NFL, and I think the fans feel that way too. You mentioned a very big name and acquisition there for the Raiders, Devontae Adams. I know what the local perspective has been of that and what the Raider Nation perspective has been of that, but I really haven't got a grasp on what the national perspective has been of his trade with the Packers to the Raiders. What uh, do you think about, first of all, the trade and how Devontae Adams might be utilized in this offense that Josh McDaniels produces on the field? Yeah, well, I, I happen to be a fan going back with Josh McDaniels covered uh, the Patriot teams in the postseason. And I know in Denver, what didn't work out the first time. So we can talk about him. And I, I think he you're going to see a real different kind of not to knock anybody previously. But I think Josh McDaniels will bring the best out of, of Derek Carr and, and this offense. Uh, so but yes, getting back to Devontae, Adams, first of all, I'm a little shocked uh, just having been around the, the Packers and covered them a lot more that. Uh, and I know money forces things that, that he would even be able to leave Green Bay. I just thought, yeah, I know they had to take care of Aaron Rodgers, you start with. And, but th there was a chance, and, and they could have taken care of him. It seemed like he wanted 
uh, whether it was the Derek Carr connection or getting out to Las Vegas. However, they got him. I, I think it's it's one of the great coups in the offseason. I mean, I was you know, Tyreek Hill going from Kansas City to Miami could make a difference for them. But I, I think other than a quarterback moving, uh, th- this is a gigantic uh, shift in terms of what it can do for a team. And not just because of his talent, uh, obviously the connection with Derek Carr going way back to their college days, but I think Hunter Renfro having him along with other other parts to that offense and the running game got a little deeper, which it, it needed to be for the Raiders in terms of personnel. But I think, you know, you're looking at a kind of a Ram offense with Hunter Renfro, maybe being a little bit like the Cooper cup, Devontae Adams can, can do so many things and move around. He's good for a quarterback. He's, he's not a diva receiver. I've been able to interview him many times in green Bay, sit with him in production meetings, watch him in practice, interact with teammates. So to me, it's, it's a, it's one of those major off season moves. We're just talking about, you know, an off season that I think changes the shape as much as Russell Wilson going to, to Denver. I, I think this really elevates the, the Raiders to at least further up in, in what is probably top to bottom, the best division in football going into the year. Well, you did bring up something there as well that I've been uh, wanting to talk about Josh McDaniels um, when he was with the Patriots and with the Broncos. So I, I'm just curious your perception on what he brings to the field, to the Raiders, what kind of philosophies do you think he might uh, embark upon this team to, to utilize as they try to make another push to the playoffs? Well, whatever his uh, approach is, and I, I think that maybe the biggest thing, I'm not going to speak for him, but he said he learned some experience as being you know, a head coach in, in Denver for Josh McDaniels. Uh, I think he'll be a little bit more flexible and adaptable. I, I think just a general problem that Patriot assistants have had coming to take over a team from Bill Belichick is that they want to run things exactly the way Bill Belichick did. And they're not Bill Belichick. They don't have the track record. They don't have, and that's not maybe that their personality. Um, And so I I think you'll see almost like when Tom Brady left new England to go to Tampa Bay, there was a different side of him. He was the same great player. And and I think Josh will still be a terrific coach. I know he damaged himself almost taking the Colts, the job and then not doing that, or at least his image, Uh, but he worked through that. And, And here, I think, I think you'll see him a little more expressive. And I, I think the value that he has, having worked with Belichick, Brady, in, in that system, he's seen and, and adapted to a lot of different systems. And he, I think he'll help not only card develop, as I said, but he'll help the running game. Uh, he'll also help an offensive line, even if it may not look like, and I don't want to get into names, the most talented. We know it wasn't a strength of the team, but it can be because he'll use, he'll create a quick passing, quick short passing game with the right kind of people to take the pressure off the offensive line. Uh, and also uh, the quarterback. And then when it's right, when he feels it, then they could do some of the other things, I think, uh, that he'll want to do on, on offense. So I, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see this offense. I mean, there's a few around the NFL. You go, wow, or, you know, we want to see the, these players in action. You put them all together. I mean, they were already a very good offense. And, and I think Carr is, uh, I don't want to say underrated, just maybe underappreciated around the league. Maybe because he hasn't been in the playoffs a lot. People haven't seen him on the big stage. And the Raiders hadn't been on national TV a lot. And when they are, I think they're going to see uh, not only a terrific guy, and I have covered him since his career began in Oakland and called some of those games there. But, uh, you know, especially what he, what, how he carried the team for the most part through last year. I mean, there were other players and people in the organization, but, but how he was able to be front and center and stand up to a lot of difficult things and then still get out and take the team to the playoffs, I, I think is, is outstanding. And I think that, that he and Josh will, will get along just fine and, and produce, uh, produce. And that's the most important thing. Again, tough division, but I think yes. that they won't be the problem. Those two. There's so much here that you're just touching on. And I just, I love hearing all the analysis on all this that you already have in mind. It's just 
the reason why you're a pro. Uh, I, I love the idea of McDaniels and Carr working together because of what we've seen him be able to do, like you mentioned with the running game and, and previous um, offensive system, well, with the Patriots. Um, and I guess the Broncos a bit as well. But when I think about uh, the run aspect of things, I can see how he can use a three-headed monster, so to speak. And he has that with the the likes of Brandon Bolden and um, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, they drafted Samir White out of Georgia. When you start thinking about this type of attack and just how it might help them improve in the red zone and short yarded situations, how key is that for this football team going forward and one that's struggled in the red zone in the past five, six years? Yeah, and that that's a you know, some offenses as high powered as they are. If you struggle in the red zone, if you can't, you know, punch it in, then then you're really devaluing all uh, your accomplishments because you settle for field goals and we saw that in the postseason there. You, you you just don't go very far. And that's the ultimate goal. I think Drake, not to, to say the Raiders are gonna be Patriots uh West, but I, I think he's the perfect kind of Patriot player to fit in. Uh, when I think of, you know, going back at Kevin Falk or different guys that yeah. New England used in different spots uh, in, in a key. Now, Jacobs is the guy. He's got to stay healthy. We know about the contract. I, I, I you know, if, he's, if he averages yards, a thousand yards a season over the time he's been there, but staying healthy and delivering in big moments is important. But but I think Drake can, can help that in the depth that, that you talked about. So, I don't see with Devontae Adams, uh, I, I just think that's an advantage in the red zone uh, if the Raiders even need to get there. I mean, I, I think they might be able with some big plays, you know, take care of that before they get inside the 20-yard line. But I think that'll be the, the biggest difference maker in him and Carr having time to work to be on the same page. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Chandler Jones is somebody that's had a good amount of time in the NFL, another pro, if you will. Uh, he used an acquisition that I think really help the Raider fans realize that, wow, okay, this, this is going to be a front office that really dives in, goes after the big ticket names, because for a while there, it was, everybody was kind of questioning what Dave Ziggler and Josh McDaniels were going to do because they hadn't made a move. And then all of a sudden Chandler Jones, and you get the idea of where they're headed. What kind of presence does Chandler Jones have on a field and how can he help shape a young defense? Yeah, and I, and I like that the front office. You made that's a good point that they, they didn't they didn't panic. They weren't desperate about just signing players. They were very careful about who they added and, and how it fit with their team. And who knew that Devontae Adams was a player you could get uh, to get him. Yeah. And then and then Chandler Jones, who and I know they'll probably you know they're so used to the four three, but but the the emergence of, of Max Crosby and what he can do, I think, allows a three four to work when you add uh, a Chandler Jones, who who is a, a veteran, uh, who I think. Uh, if used properly, you'll even get more out of him in, in his later years, which is, I think, a specialist pass rusher. But he's also shown that, that he can handle the run as well. And, and how the, the defense, I will say, 
I'm a little uh, not concerned, but I just think the unknown of the secondary, and, and maybe we haven't seen them play enough. There's been some injuries, uh, how that that affects things. But if if Jones and Crosby can be the force we expect or the Raiders expect up front, th- then it, it you know it will make things a little bit easier uh, for the for the secondary to do their job. But yes, Chandler Jones with Max Crosby in the way that they're talking about their defense, uh, Patrick Graham, the new uh, defensive coordinator, um, who again has some New England background. Uh, I, I think will 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 work well. And again, that secondary is going to be uh, on its on its game because you're in a division with you know Patrick Mahomes and uh, you know, the Chargers quarterback and Denver's new quarterback. So that's a that's a challenge. Bringing up that defense, you have the same concerns that I think I do, as well as a lot of Raider fans. Trayvon Mullen, he's coming off of an yeah. injury year, and then you bring in Rocky Yassin from the Colts. So this is something I think that a lot of people have big question marks on. What's going to happen with Jonathan Abram? Those are all huge question marks. But if there's one man that might be able to bring it all together and his sub-defense packages, it's Patrick Graham. What have you seen out of Patrick Graham? Because a lot of people say that he is the coach of the future, that he's somebody that can probably um, be a head coach of his own in coming years. What, what have you made of what he, kind of uh, defenses he's put out on the field, particularly with the Giants and his last uh, stand that he had with them? Yeah, and in fairness, I think it says something about, about what people think of him and the way he works with the players he has because he didn't have great defensive players, uh, yeah. a, a talent when, when he was with the Giants. So I think we're looking at the, the long haul of his career and more the kind of coach he is. And yes, he was on uh, the, the list of some teams or some organizations for a head coach possibility. So at least he's respected in that regard to, to lead the defense. I, I, I think his style, again, if he can adapt with the players he has, um, especially Jones Crosby being the center, that the linebacking area has to step up a little bit too, probably. I'm interested to see. I, I do want to say, you know, uh, when you're going against guys like Jason, uh, Justin Herbert, excuse me, and and Russell Wilson and, and Mahomes in the division, that secondary, I, I wouldn't put it past the organization to try to add maybe a veteran in the secondary somewhere, whether it's through the preseason, if somebody becomes available. Um, again, they're going to wait and see what, what they have. If they have the youthful speed and, and guys that fit currently, they'll be okay. But as far as Graham goes, I, the most important thing is how he meshes with Josh McDaniels. And I think there's already a, a connection and a history there. So that's important that, that, that Josh doesn't have to worry about, you know, what his defensive coordinator is doing while he's focusing on developing the quarterback and, and running, not developing, but developing the offense with his quarterback and running the entire team as a head coach. I really also looking to see a couple of things in development with this team, particularly how Josh McDaniels might help develop Derek Carr's game. I don't think we've seen the ceiling for Derek Carr yet. And I'm wondering what you, your thoughts might be on ways that perhaps after nine years and all the different coordinators and all the different coaches that Derek Carr has had, what Josh McDaniels might be able to add to his game at this point. Yeah, I, no, and I, I agree with you that he, it's weird to say that it's not a knock on Derek Carr that he hasn't reached the ceiling. I mean, that's, that's a compliment that a guy could, could be around the league as long as he has. And, and you know, his, his uh, I was looking at some numbers the other day, and I don't have them in front of me. But no, he's his, over 4,800 last so, year. Yeah, <laughs> 4,800 passing yards. Yeah, yeah but his, uh, his fourth, 
his uh, fourth quarter comeback uh, comeback ability in late games, and again with a, a team that's somewhat limited. Of course, that meant he was trailing a lot, but very impressive. I mean, up there with with some of the great quarterbacks in the league that we think of that have been in the postseason on a regular basis. So that's again, that's a that, that's not underrated in my book. It's a very important element, especially when you get into playoff runs or or the postseason. I don't know. I I would say that uh, along with Devontae Adams and Josh McDaniels, you'll see uh, more uh, more explosive passing game. Uh, and you'll see bigger plays, but it'll come after the the short passing game, almost using it like Tom Brady. Not that it's going to be that kind of an offense, but, you know, a, a dump off here, uh, a, a protection so that Carr doesn't have to worry about, and again, I'm not knocking the offensive line, but isn't scrambling for his life to find somebody open or is he going to get sacked and lose yards? And what that does do is it, it cuts back on, on Carr, forcing the ball or making mistakes, sack, fumble, those, those kinds of things. So I'll just say a more explosive and, and a deep, downfield passing game, but not that they're going to go all out. It's going to be a more complete passing game. Maybe the short pass is set up the deep throws until that offensive line is in a is in a steady rhythm. And from a defensive side, you need more takeaways too. And that's the other thing you hope that uh, the Chandler Jones can add with the pressure and the secondary with interceptions. They, they, they It's one thing to slow down you know, those quarterbacks in the division. It's another thing to take the ball away with either you know, a, a strip sack or, or a, an interception. Yeah. And you mentioned there the offensive line. And I know we're not trying to knock anyone, but they are young offensive line. Alex Leatherwood didn't pan out. I think the way that they wanted him to at the tackle spot when they brought him in, it's the 17 pick. And I think he's still a work in progress, but it looks like he is going to get an opportunity to play that right tackle position. When you think about Alex Leatherwood, Andre James, John Simpson, some of the younger players that they've had on this front line, is it Reps that can really help uh, with, like, in terms of them improving upon last year is it, what can really push this offensive line to be a force to be reckoned with. Well, I would say that as long as they have the athletic ability that fits what the coaching staff is looking for, they all they all don't have to be all pro or pro bowl superstar offensive linemen. Uh, it helps, obviously, because then things are a little bit easier. But if you have, and I've noticed this over the years with teams that have had success, if they haven't had those pro bowl offensive linemen, if you have cohesiveness, real sync, you know, offensive line in sync, the, the group of five, essentially, of your tight end, who's another great talent, I shouldn't, you know, it's part of that passing game that we're talking about that when he's healthy my goodness but but so when you have the, the five of them working in concert you can do things you know it's the old thing that the, the sum of the parts are, are better and and it's how they work together so you can hide some of the weaknesses in certain players and accentuate accentuate their strength uh, in the offensive line so that the overall protection is there or forces there for a, a running game and to me that's the that's the dynamic if they have that if they have a running game or the offensive line, I should say, just moving and improving. And again, it's a long season. Uh, the extra game, you, you know, I could see that happening. Same with the secondary. Those are those are growth areas that if they're not getting better, then I think the, the Raiders organization or coaching staff will find a way to, to either make them better or find players, uh, even if it's during the season or at some point going forward, uh, to fit into what they're trying to do because they have the other parts and you don't want to waste them while you have them. Yeah. So I think we've gone really the whole realm here on the team. <laughs> My last question about uh, just, I didn't know, this, I didn't know I knew that much about the Raiders. I was just, <laughs> saying, I just, just, I can't wait to cover them now. I wish I wish I was jumping into it uh, to call other games during the preseason too, but uh, oh. we'll, we'll see them enough, hopefully during the year. 
Yeah, that would be great. I'd love to meet you in person. Plus, you're an Emmy Award winner. This is why you're an Emmy Award winner. <laughs> You've got all of this information. Well, it's yeah. funny. I was saying that before we can. That's where Zoom has allowed all of us to show off our, our Emmys before they <laughs> would just sit on a shelf at home and you'd, you'd tell family members about it. And they'd, they're like, yeah, just take out the garbage, you know. So, <laughs> uh, but, but, but here, you're, you're proud of them when you get them. That's the important uh, thing. It is. Notice. It's a great, a great achievement. Notice mine is bare. So I'm working on it, but <laughs> I've <laughs> got a ways to go. Yeah, you got some good stuff in the background. That's okay. All right. <laughs> so as as we look to this season and the AFC West, you mentioned some of the quarterbacks already. Justin Herbert, now Russell Wilson added, Patrick Mahomes, the weapons they have, Andy Reid is a coach. I mean, the the different aspects of each team, I think, have improved throughout the offseason, like particularly with the Chargers and the defensive ads that they've made with yes. Khalil Mack and uh, J.C. Jackson. So when you think about all of those teams that the Raiders are competing with, how crazy will the Wild West be out here? Well, I think uh, I'll look at a couple of things. Obviously, the quarterbacks, they're all very capable. Um, and Russell Wilson's going to have a transition period. I think people are assuming, oh, Denver's going to be right there. Well, they're losing Vic Fangio, the head coach, who is also a very good defensive coordinator. So I think their defense will have to adjust. Um, I, I, I think Russell will be fine, but he uh, heard a former teammate talk about his, you know, what he's done in an offense and throwing over the middle. And that could be a problem in a division like this with the defensive players, the chargers, I, I think are loaded with talent and they're a trendy pick to, to go far. I, their coach, and I'm a fan of Brandon Staley, who's worked his way up, but I, I saw some moves from him last year that he was, you know, trying to be gutsy, like, a, like we saw Andy Reid do, but he didn't have the, either the right players or plays to, to do that and really cost his team in some games. So hopefully he's learned something after, after his newness as a, as the head coach, but I'm a big believer in, in Herbert. I, I, I think he's a star and he'll be one of the greats in the league for, for a long time. The, the chiefs, they look without Tyreek Hill, uh, their defense has taken a little bit of a hit. They've, they've kind of patched and used mirrors through the, through their run, which has been very impressive. Uh, and they could have easily been in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I think Buffalo is the team to beat in the AFC, but in this division, I'm just rattling through. So I, I think Andy Reid's kind of a coaching advantage. Yeah. Maybe the Chargers, there's some personnel advantage. I think Denver is going to have a growing disadvantage or an adjustment period. Again, they could be a better team later in the year than early. And so where do, where do the Raiders fit in? And there is, you know, there is a newness to it with, with Josh and Derek and the front office and, and some of the players that they've added. But I think their experience last year and what they went through, the core of, of, of getting in with, with Carr should carry over. So I, I would not be surprised. And I'm saying this now, we have to go through training camp and see what happens in terms of injuries. Yeah. But I, I see that Charger Raider Chiefs battling for the for the top spot in the in the division. I think three teams from this division could go to the playoffs easily. Well, there you have it from Chris Myers. Chris, thank you very much for all of the time that you gave me today here to speak on the takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. Again, Emmy Award winner, and you can find him on Twitter at the underscore Chris Myers and of course on Fox Networks. Uh, it, what, what do you have coming up, Chris? Is there anything well, we can uh, find you on in particular? Yeah, no, I just, you know, I'm on Instagram, uh, Chris Myers, Fox, uh, the IG. I just, you know, my yes. son helped me help me get on it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, and of course, on Twitter, it's the underscore Chris Myers, M-Y-E-R-S, Fox Baseball until Fox NFL. And I do want to say, uh, as someone who's gone to NASCAR races in Vegas and other sporting events, I, and they've shown with the, the hockey team, and of course, I'm, I'm sad the Raiders left Oakland, but they went to a great spot. I, I think baseball, uh, Major League Baseball, 
would work in Las Vegas. And hopefully that's the next thing the city gets, because I think it'll be good for Major League Baseball. So just put me in as a vote in that. I think Nashville and Las Vegas are two cities that, that could certainly handle that. And we'll see oh. if that's in our immediate future. I like that because when we were prepping for the draft in Vegas, we actually went to the Nashville one to get the experience of what it could be like in Las Vegas. And when you say Nashville baseball, Vegas baseball, I can totally (laughs) see exactly why these are towns that have that nice nucleus to it that keep everything kind of within a, a 10 to 15 mile radius. You don't have to go far from when you come to visit to visit one of the stadiums or events. Yeah, and then fans, you know, just football fans who I, I talked to who went over to the draft at Vegas. You know, they, the main time you go to Vegas, you have a good time, but they really enjoyed it. It, it was really a, a great setting, and it had all, everything you needed in terms of hotel rooms and entertainment along with the draft and, and the NFL uh, scene itself. So it was uh, nice work there. Well, thanks for having me on. Have a yes, great season. thank we'll ta- you. Hopefully we'll talk again. I look forward to hopefully meeting you right. at one of the games this year. All right. <laughs> I'm Take always care. around. <laughs> Take care. Right. Thank you. That'll do it for this episode of the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you listen and check out all of our podcasts on our Vegas Nation channels that air three times a week. Thanks again to my guest, Chris Myers from Fox Sports. It was great having a chat with him. Hope you all enjoy it, and I will be back next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.